Hi everyone, Jen Petrie here, and I am here once again on our Hernia U podcast on why you do what you do. This will be our eighth session, and I have to say, probably one of my favorite sessions. I have the pleasure to be sitting here with Professor Chowbay today. Hello, Professor. Hello, good morning. So excited to be talking to you. Pleasure. And before we even start on what we're going to be talking about, I understand that you have been requested by many influential people over the years to do surgery. Are you able to talk about some of those people? Well, I think it puts a lot of pressure and I feel always honored that uh, uh, some of the opinion makers in the society and the country and the subcontinent, they, for the last 30 years, you know, they have been preferring me as their surgeon. And with proud, I would say that uh, I am serving the fifth president of India as a a laparoscopic surgeon to them, apart from our bureaucracy. And uh, I have been surgeon to the Armed Forces Medical Services of India, which includes all uh, uh, services, armed services. And had also the biggest honor of my life was to operate His Holiness Dalai Lama in 2008 for his gallbladder. So I have been really blessed uh, not that uh, I'm not uh, operating or serving our uh, other colleagues, but yes, I think it is anybody who comes to us, I feel proud. And I feel always honored, whether it is a president or a, a common person, because it gives me a lot of confidence and I always feel obliged that they are having so much faith in me and want me to be their surgeon. Well, thank you for doing all that. As I mentioned to you a, a couple of minutes ago, I think if I have a hernia, you're going to be the the surgeon I fly to in India to come out to. I would never <laughs> like you to have a hernia, but anyway, we, we should meet without hernia as well. <laughs> well, another hugely important and impactful thing that you've done is being the founder of APHS. So when... When and how did you find, found, excuse me, APHS? How did that start? Well, I think, you see, I started laparoscopic hernia uh, almost about 92 and 93. And uh, somehow I must confess that about, it took me about six to eight years before I felt that hernia is the future for all uh, laparoscopic procedure. And uh, I always preferred TEP and uh, you know TEP has got a longer um, learning curve and uh, I was not able to standardize it for quite some time how to fold the mesh how to create because it was a new uh, endoscopic anatomy which was not taught to us yeah and as the moment we decided that um, we are fit enough to teach and with confidence give our little long-term results of endoscopic repair, then we thought that let us make it popular. So I would say that from 2000 onwards, I started conducting only hernia workshops. I wouldn't operate, wow. um, show them spleen or gallbladder or, you know, anything. Yeah. I said, just let me consent. So in one of the Congress in 2004, uh, I came to Mali. In, in Bali, in the evening when we were discussing, I realized that uh, the world has got only two hernia societies. One was the oldest European hernia society yeah. and a little younger one, American hernia society. Yes. 
and we were at par i said 60% of the population of the world is in asia pacific region and we have got no society of asia pacific though we are doing a lot of work the numbers are much more than europe and usa but we did not have any data for that we did not have any guidelines for that yeah. and that you know within i think one hour i decided that we should have asia pacific hernia society and yeah. that is how the things are born and today in bali this is the 15th congress of asia pacific hernia society congratulations on yeah. that that's incredible we were just about 10 people i collected who agreed with me that hernia is a different subject and today we are proud that in last little over two decades we have proved that hernia is a super specialty and uh, this is what i spoke is a herniology is the future of hernia repairs and in terms of what you were trying to accomplish you said a couple of things you talked about just the amount of people here in APAC you talked about the the focus on hernia was there anything else just specifically in terms of once again creating APHS and having that focus be around Asia PAC that you found to be important and yeah. to accomplish yeah i i i i am very convinced and we have proved over a period of time that uh, the asian population is quite different right the hernias may not vary that much but we still get more advanced cases of hernia yep. because people don't come at early stage then we have got economical constraints so you know it's a is a evolving economy it's a developing country yeah. they are underdeveloped countries you know and of course the volume is there so that concept is entirely different we have to uh, almost like uh, tailor a particular uh, repair for a particular location yeah and even in the location in a country uh, the metros are different the smaller places with lesser uh, equipments and with a lesser facilities available is different so i think that it is quite different and just by my saying it would not have made any difference but now we have got almost 1500 members wow and we have been able to unite uh, more than 30 countries together congratulations yeah. that's incredible and, and every country has got now then every country started creating their own hernia societies of that country and we combined all of them in APHS and you know in the board in the activities and i feel very happy and also satisfied that within a short period of uh, 15 16 years we have been able to unite asia pacific we have got a separate abdominal wall textbook is edited by me wow. uh, for asia pacific contributing as from asia pacific surgeons i have that textbook yeah yeah i just moved so, i don't know where it is right now yeah. but i do have it somewhere and it's incredible so you know like it's our experience yeah not to uh, we definitely learn from across the globe but we tailor it for asia pacific and then we have started tailoring it further for various countries because sometimes the insurance rules are different the medical legal issues are different the society behaves differently so we are we are proud that i think practically most of the asian countries have their hernia societies and their own priorities and the 
reimbursement system and finances. So those are some changes. You know, my next question for you is what changes have occurred over the 15 years? But it sounds like a huge piece has been bringing in the country by country and helping them to evolve their own local societies. Have there been any other changes that you've seen the, over the 15 yeah, years? I think one of the major changes which we have been able to bring in, in the society uh, was uh, passionate training and teaching. And what uh, we have evolved is hernia essentials. Yes. That means that hernia subject was very casually discussed and uh, talked about uh, during our master's courses or undergraduate or postgraduate courses. So we have given it more seriousness. Yeah. So uh, by this time, I think we have about 1,500 certified uh, hernia essentials, certified young surgeons Incredible. who have been trained on we have got three levels of training one is a basic and then uh, advanced and then it is a herniology so depending on the requirement they go through that and uh, uh, we have convocation in every uh, annual APHS meeting where we give them the fellowship and uh, the training certificate so um, I must say that uh, what satisfies me more is our young surgeons are doing the right procedures in the right manner, yes. the way the hernia has to be handled. What an amazing thing. Something yes. you should be very proud of. Yes. And how do you see as you've accomplished all these things over 15 years, what else can you accomplish? What's next? How does it evolve? Well, I think it's an ongoing process. We are now <clears throat> have got a very good uh, dynamic website of APHS. Yeah. We have got uh, hundreds of uh, videos for learning. Yeah. Some of the complications which are there, which happened, we would not like anybody to repeat those uh, complications. So I think it's an ongoing program. And we are also moving on to longer fellowships in uh, centers of excellence. So we have got 17 centers of excellence for hernia training in Asia, Asia Pacific region. And now we are planning to um, finance our younger colleagues to spend a little more time, maybe a couple of months on those centers. Wonderful. And uh, future will be, I think, I would like uh, practically uh, every place to have at least one uh, center of excellence for hernia surgery. Yeah. Where we will have A to Z on hernia, which includes the basic hernia to the robotics and to the complex hernias which need a, a multidisciplinary approach yeah. as compared to otherwise hernia is taken as a basic surgery which it is but not true always there not will be always, uh, right. complex cases and our aim will be to produce uh, uh, and uh, excellent uh, long-term results without much pain and discomfort at the same time, with the minimum morbidity and practically zero mortality, yeah. because hernia is a benign condition, and I feel it should be treated as a benign condition yeah. with uh, a, a good combination of little uh, bigger procedures, complex procedures, but at the same time uh, making sure that uh, the people do not suffer because of surgery. Right. What a big 
big task you have on your yeah. hands. And once again, congratulations on what you've done. But I feel very confident about uh, Asia Pacific um, uh, leadership because it has been more like a family. We never had any uh, so-called political disputes. Every country is given their due importance. Every hardiologist is given due importance of his competence and uh, and that is what I think keeps us as one family. So I have a question that I know when people are listening to this, everyone's going to be asking. And as you've done such an incredible job with APHS and obviously helping with a variety of societies around APAC, what would you, what advice would you give to someone out there right now who's thinking about starting a hernia society in their country? Like, what do they need to know in order to move forward? Well, I think obviously it's a very simple process. Now, I think you have to just gather the persons who have got inclination towards hernia. Yeah. You know, I think when we become surgeon, I don't know from where it comes, but people always uh, start relating to a particular section of a surgery, mm-hmm. which they are good at. Yeah. Somebody will go for upper GI surgery, somebody will go for colonic surgery, somebody will go for uh, other types of surgeries, oncology or something. So we can easily make out some surgeons who have got inclination towards hernia. Yeah. Because you see, hernia being a common surgery, even a slight positive change can affect millions of patients in long term. Right. So we would like them to do even simpler hernia operations and earn their bread and butter. But uh, uh, at the same time, out of those basic hernia surgeons, they can always move on to more advanced surgery with more equipment, more uh, understanding and more uh, disciplined way of doing. So uh, I think... And here also I would like to place on record the uh, support provided by the industry. You know, sure. we, are, we really feel thankful to the industry because we started hernia surgery with a simple uh, proline uh, things which was available. And since the laparoscopy came, I think a lot of things have changed. Yeah. The meshes have changed, the fixation devices have changed. And some thing which we never imagined maybe two decades back, we could not imagine that the industry will uh, create such a big synergy for us. And it creates a win-win situation for the industry, for the medical professionals, and of course, to our patients, all the benefit, everybody's benefited. Well, this is great to hear from you and great advice for the surgeons who are out there looking to move forward and one day be like Professor Chalbe. Thank you for taking the time. So they should be better than me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's possible, but (laughs) it's something to work for. (laughs) I'm sure sure they will be better. And uh, the industry will also come out with much more friendly, uh, you know, advices and the measures. And of course, training goes a long way goes a long way. And thank you for taking the time. Pleasure. This is once again our eighth session of Hernia U podcast on why you do what you do with Professor Chalbe. Um, thank you for listening to our podcast and we look forward to seeing all of you very soon on Hernia U.